Hey, 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 welcome all you Courageous Cause champions. Today is the day to act courageously. I'm Lainey Friedrich, and this is episode 22 of the Couch to 5A podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this station for upcoming episodes. I have a very special guest on the show with me today. Tom Regan is the president of the Greater Royal Oak Democratic Club. And those of you who listen to my podcast, Nine, about how I became a better citizen, you heard the story of how I came to join the Greater Royal Oak Democratic Club. And I thought, Tom, if you didn't mind, maybe you could start telling us your story of how you came to join the club and eventually become president. Well, I started out, I, I lived in Clawson, and I was on the school board there. And my original motivation was beating some other local elected officials because I knew some Royal Oak school board members were members of the club just to hear how a neighboring school district might do this or that. And then I was also, I'm, I'm, I'm a longtime political activist, so it was just it was sort of natural to gravitate towards a political club. I'd actually never been a member of the Democratic Club before, but I worked as a community organizer and a union organizer and engaged in a lot of political races. So, I'm, you know, I've always been a political person. Okay. And then, uh, well, partly I just wanted to meet some like-minded people and, you know, other people who are Democrats. And, Sure. Had the same opinions about different policy issues and that type of thing. Sure. So sort of a combination of all those reasons. Mm-hmm. So you joined the club, and then how did you work your way up to uh, ultimately becoming the president of the club? I think that's, that's just my personality. I sort of, when I join something, if I see something that I think could be run better than it is being run, I'll just sort of dive right in. And that's what happened to me with the uh Royal Oak Democratic Club, uh, they didn't have a website, and I'm, I'm a software engineer by trade. Okay. So I said, well, I'll do the website. And then they didn't have a very good way to send emails about meeting notices. And when they did, they were often late or inaccurate or this and that. The other says, well, I'll, I'll take over the job of sending emails because, you know, as an old organizer, I'll make sure it's done right. So that's how I originally got involved. And then after I created the website and sort of, well, I'm going to run for an office. So I ran and I was secretary and then I was vice chair and then eventually uh, got elected chair. So, so I guess sort of worked, worked my way up that way. Sure. And it sounds like you plugged in with the, the skill set that you already had, all these transferable skills that, that you had um, from your line of work and also from working with other organizations. So you brought a lot of value to the club that they really needed, it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely help. I mean, even just like for small groups like that, just making sure you always send out your meeting notice on time and you always send out the notice to the local newspaper so it's get listed there and you always create a social media event and remember to invite people to it. Just They're really simple things, but it's you'd be surprised how many people in leadership positions don't make sure that those simple things happen, you know, systematically and, you know, religiously is really a, a word for it. You just have to, there's never an excuse for not doing that, you know, no matter what happens. Those kind of things have to happen each and every month if you want to build your organization. So. Right. You've got to be systematic about it. And it sounds like you had workable systems already in place. Yeah. yeah and then I think having an organizing background helps because you learn that there's, you know, there's no excuses. You just you, you do those things and you do them, you know, on time and you mm-hmm. do them right. And, you know, the, the simple things, there's just, there's just no excuse for 
like say having a meeting where you're showing a film and the projector doesn't work. I mean, that's, there's just no excuse for that. You just you're, you're there early and you set it up and you do a dry run, you know, and so on and so on. There's just there's no excuses for those little things because when they fail, they bring shame upon your entire organization. Like, look at how goofy they are. They can't even show a film, or they they can't even get the microphone working, or you know, or whatever. But yeah. Right. I've always been good at making sure those things happen correctly. So I think that's a way I brought value to the club. Absolutely. It's always struck me as very professional, very well organized and well run from the moment that I started connecting with it. And you get you get the big name speakers as well. Yeah, and then that's been a real we we looked at speakers because when you're running a club like this, you have to realize that you're always losing people. You know, people move away, people die, people lose interest, and so on. You know, so you're, you're always got people falling off. So you're always you always need to recruit new members, and we use our guest speakers as a way to do that. You know, we sort of widely publicize the speaker and their expertise, and that way you're always reaching out to people who might have an interest in that guest speaker. And then that's sort of their, then we sort of hook them and get them involved in the club that way. Oh, okay. I didn't realize so we, that. And there's, yeah. And there, there's, and so that, that's been a, like a conscious and deliberate strategy of ours. For, to for, maintain for your years. membership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's surprisingly easy to find talent, you know, competent and good speakers on interesting topics. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Sometimes we have more, I mean, well, most years we have more speaker ideas and speaker volunteers than we have slots. You know, we, we have to turn some people away, you know, oh, which is a good problem to have. Yeah, especially because you have a hard time. Yeah. Right, and you have a sizable audience every meeting that you can guarantee people, hey, we know we get at least this many people. Yeah, yeah, they know we can we can tell them honestly that there's going to be, you know, 50 or 100 or 200 people in the room, and that, that mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, like I know you, last month we had a, I was going to say last month our guest speaker was a Dr. Mona Hanna Atisha. And of course she's um, on her book tour selling her book, What the Eyes Don't See. And so we were able to tell her, you know, honestly, if you have our meeting here, we'll have between two and 300 people there and there'll be people buying your books, you know, so, you know, it helps get even like a big name speaker like that to come if you can, you know, expose her to some people that she otherwise wouldn't be exposed to. Right, and publicize organizations, not just candidates. Yeah, yeah. Or speakers. Awesome. Well, I know you and I talked at length about the opportunity guide I had put together for uh, the club and where I went through and looked at your website and kind of mapped out, according to the five levels of advocacy that I created, what opportunities there were with people and then uh, you graciously invited me to one of your board meetings so that I could explain to the board what the levels were all about, how they work and how to work with uh, those levels in a group so that you're um, cultivating your leadership within the group. So you and I haven't really had a chance to talk um, in detail since that meeting. Um, I know that you had found the information helpful, so uh, I thought that we could talk about that next. Yeah, I I found that extremely helpful. And I I feel a little embarrassed to even admit this because, you know, like I mentioned, I worked full-time as a union organizer and community organizer. 
and a lot of the principles you talk about, those are things I learned and forgot. You know, <laughs> some of them I was doing almost instinctively, but as far as like, um, you know, consciously and explicitly following principles like that, that's something I hadn't been doing. And it was sort of like a, when I was listening in, in your seminar, I was just, uh, it was almost like a rude reminder, like, hey, you should be doing these things and you're not. And so it was a real, just a very welcome sort of a wake-up call in, in that sense. But Oh, good. Yeah, I, or I was there anything in particular helpful. that yeah. you remember specifically? Well, I think the the big thing was is that you, you always need to be, and I, I sort of did, do this a little instinctively, where you're, you always need to look for people, you know, do, do talent spotting, look for people who would be good leaders in, in the group, and then consciously and deliberately groom them and bring them along. And I think that's one thing I'm going to do better as a result of sitting through your seminar. But what also is good was we had our entire executive board there. And so instead of just me sort of winging it and doing it instinctively, we'll have an entire board. And we all agree, yeah, we need to do this, and let's think about this all the time. So instead of just one person looking for talent, and grooming them and leading them through these steps, we're going to have an entire executive board doing that. I, th I think it's going to make us a lot stronger as an organization. And oh, then I've, I've noticed it already has, like people like um, Arvind, who was who's on our board, and uh, you know he's he's been sort of consciously and deliberately employing some of these principles and you know creating. A, you mentioned uh, you know spiritual and social events in your opportunity guide and. He's really taken that and run with it. Like we had a an event just the other night where we all participated in the Moonbeams for Sweet Dreams oh, I event at my local hospital happens. Yeah, and it's just it was really successful. You know, we had a lot of people there. Then we had our bar night afterwards, and it's just uh, yeah, I think things like that are are already happening. You know, as a result of us sitting with you. That's great. And the more that those events, especially at that very early level of participation, you know, can touch on a couple of areas of self-care, like that Moonbeams one, you know, that's emotional and, you know, it's social and has some spirituality to it. Um, yeah, so really, you know, you're going to connect with many people when you offer those kind of events. That's awesome. And another sort of... Uh, Another epiphany I had from sitting through your seminar was uh, the role of a precinct delegate. And then for folks oh, right. who don't know, uh, both Democratic and Republican parties, the sort of the grassroots layer of the political party are precinct delegates, and they're literally elected at the precinct level, and they represent the party at the precinct level. And, you know, you can go to, like, county and state meetings, and you vote representing your precinct when you vote for, like, party officers or policy proposals and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, we, we've always done a good job of berating people and sort of like begging and intimidating and, you know, just nagging people into signing up as precinct delegates. Cause it's, but um, I sort of realized when we were sitting there, we never really talked about grooming people for the thing or why people would want to become one, you know, sort of like instead of waiting a month before the deadline, and just, you know, begging people to fill out the affidavits. Instead, this needs to be in our warp and woof. You know, we sort of need to bring people along and get them thinking about it way ahead of time. And so we, we've already got a person. She's going to make up a big erasable board with all the slots for precinct delegates in Royal Oak and the ones that are empty. 
and we're going to start making sure every meeting we've got that board up there and start approaching people and saying, hey, where do you live? Oh, you're in such and such precinct. Oh, look, there's an empty slot. You should think about filing for that next year, you know, and, and so on and so on. But I think that, that's another uh, another um, change we made, you know, as, as a result of sitting through your seminar. I think that's going to make us a lot stronger, too. Oh, I suspect we'll great. Like right now we've got like 50% 50, 50 of our slots filled, but I think come next election that we'll have 100% filled. Oh, for sure, Even especially nice you're starting so some, early. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great but because it's really, just uh, going to keep it top of mind, you know, front of mind every meeting that, you know, here's yeah, yeah. whenever there's, and I'm sure you know this from business too, whenever there's a black hole, whenever people can see like visually there's an opening, um, the mind just works to fill that gap. You know, it's always trying to problem solve, like how do we correct this? You know, how do we get this taken care of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's great. Awesome. And you're uh, preparing for the January meeting where the the elections will take place and you'll be running for president again. Is that correct? Yeah. And I'm pretty Assuming nominated. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody, nobody else is uh, interested in the job that I've heard of. So okay. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I'll be serving another year. Awesome. Well, I know everybody that I've talked to uh, just loves... Um, loves the club and and certainly has a great deal of confidence and respect in you at the helm. Yeah, we we've had a lot of success and I'm, I think we're going to have a lot more. And yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful we we sat through that uh that process with you. I think right. you, like in our in our January meeting and, and you mentioned you know this this whole notion of the opportunity guide of bringing people along and uh, we'll be doing some we'll have a little awards ceremony because we we had a lot of people who uh, volunteered during the last election, knocking on doors, making phone calls, that type of thing. And that's something we want to bring people along into as well. So we're going to be stressing that. And not just not waiting for the eve of the election, but making sure people know way before the election things they could do to get involved. So the, right. in January, we're going to like publicly recognize people who have volunteered and have them say a few words and hopefully kind of build that that uh, sentiment that this is what we do. If you want to be a leader in this club, then one of the things you do is you get involved in the election and you knock on doors or make phone calls or do something to help a candidate, that type of thing. Right, 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 where they start to move through those levels of, you know, grow with people you know, you know, and then and then multiply yeah. with your leadership, you know, that grow with people you know, like we talked about in my presentation, that's the toughest one, you know, where you, if people, if people do that naturally, um, then those are, you know, those are born leaders. Other people, you kind of have to, you know, cultivate them through that one. That one's yeah. one that people skip over a lot and organizations um, tap people on the shoulder too quickly and then, and then people aren't confident enough. You know, when you put them in a precinct delegate position or, you know, one of the other, you know, a board member position or something, um, they're, they're happy to show up and be there, you know, but, but they don't really have the, the confidence and where if someone's already knows that, um, you know, they've invited people to come and they can get people involved, you know, that they're followable. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's um. You mentioned uh, 
grooming people for a membership drive, and that's something, a, a way to groom people along into a leadership role is after we get them to join themselves, say, hey, why don't you invite one person? Just talk to one person and invite them to the meeting, you know, or, right, or right, sign up in person or whatever. But, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of ways we can, and, and which, which we're not doing now, which I think we're going to start doing, you know, as a result of sitting through your seminar. So that, that's, that's, that's been very helpful as well. Awesome. And again, I feel yeah. a little embarrassed because this is something I should have remembered because this is something I've I've been educated in as a, as a you know professional organizer. And of course, that was yeah. 30 years ago, so you just like you forget things, you know. But it, it was just of a course. wonderful reminder of the things we need to do, you know. Of course, and it's you know sometimes it's just someone from the out that's not in the day to day to come in and step back and look at a bigger picture and say, hey, from the, from the viewpoint of someone new coming into your club, which I was, um, you know, here's what I see, but I, I know now that there's lots of other things available and a lot of other roles to be played, and let's map it all out. That um, y- you, would, you would not be surprised that every, every organization I've done an opportunity guide with, it is all, for all of them, it's a very eye-opening experience because, yes, you kind of know, you know, how to develop people, you know, you kind of learn steps, you know, early on or, or at different points in your career, but when you're really mapping out this is what we do today in our club right now um, and where are the gaps that we need to fill, um, it's just, it, it, it's a great, it's a great exercise, it's a great tool and I have organizations that will, will update it every year because every year the needs might start to change, you know, and, and you want to be able to shift that around. So, mm-hmm. Great. Well, that's, that's all I could think of to, to talk about. I'm very excited that you had a chance to talk with me about that. I'm looking forward to um, reconnecting with you and your new board once you've got that laid out and um, do whatever I can to publicize the opportunities uh, that are available through the Opportunity Guide. Like I had mentioned, either um, you know, coming back on the podcast and we can do it that way, we can record a video um, with screenshots and things or, or a video with you know, people being interviewed face-to-face um, and we can also you know, put it in a written form in a blog or something. So, so we're touching on people no matter if they can't just get to a meeting live, we can still get that information out to them in a in a way that um, they can use. Yeah, that's a great idea. And you're always welcome to uh, broadcast a podcast from our meetings. Yeah, that, that'd be a wonderful thing. Oh, hey, we'll have to talk yeah, about that. I'm sure, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's people that'd be that'd, that'd love to be interviewed for something like that. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. And a, I appreciate that. It'd be interesting for me to sort of snoop and overhear why people are, uh, you know, what, how they when they when you ask them, you know, how did you get involved in the club, and just to hear their reasons why they why they got involved, that'd be interesting <gasps> to hear. It was so interesting to go around the table at your board meeting and realize that a number of the board members didn't know, you know, how the other board members had come, you know, to get involved in your club and all the other things that they were involved with. So it is it. It really bonds people together. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just a great exercise, and yeah, it, it really did build some, build, build some uh, some new relationships. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it was good. Awesome. Well, thanks again but for yeah, your we're, time. We're definitely stronger. Yeah. Oh. I just want to say we're we're definitely stronger as an organization for sitting through the seminar. 
Oh, great. I think it's going to make us a lot stronger. Oh, excellent. Happy to hear that. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, finish the podcast up and say namaste, and then if you want to hold on the line a minute after the recording ends, we can finish up then. Okay. Namaste. Namaste.